It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Good evening. Bonsoir. It's Simon Marcel. The accent, by the way, is French. If it's the first time you're joining the show, I am straight from Paris, but I've been here 20 years. So I want to open the show with this question for you. It's a very simple question. If someone cheats on you, does that mean they really don't love you? Think about it. So I actually posted that question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. And by the way, check it out. We got great stuff and great survey and questions. And here are the results of the votes. 81% of you said yes, if someone cheats on me, that means they don't love me. But almost 20%, 19 actually, 19% of you said no, it doesn't mean they don't really love me. And I am in between because I think cheating is an expression of despair, aggression, and betrayal. But it's not, it doesn't mean the love is totally gone. I think it's more complex than that. So that's how I feel. And now, if you have a question about your relationship and you want my opinion, 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, India. Bonjour, Simon. What's uh, going on? How can I help you? So I've been with my boyfriend for five years. And we don't want to get married. We never even thought about that. But I often wonder, if we're not getting married, what are we doing? That's a good question. From your point of view, India, what are you guys doing together? Well, you know, we we go out to eat. We see movies. We -hmm. watch a lot of TV. Okay. We travel a lot together. Nice. Okay. We have a cat. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. Not that fun. It seems the way you describe all this, it's like a like a routine. You know, we do this, we do that. So the thing is, your lack of enthusiasm for the whole thing is audible. I can hear it. So you said, you know, we're not getting married. What are we doing? Do you think it's about getting married or just the fact that you guys are so almost like predictably, you know, monotonous in this monotony routine that you have that there's no excitement left anymore? I would say that it became it's become very routine and extremely boring, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I'm so glad you called me because thank God you guys are not getting married because the biggest mistake you could do is to get married now that you've experienced all of that, bored stiff, and whether you have a ring on your finger will not change a single thing in your lifestyle, right? You may have a, a ring, but truth is, you already know What's going to happen every single week, weekends, with the cat and everything else? So option number two, you don't marry the dude, you don't stay with the dude, and you go back single, free, and look for somebody that really makes your heart feel really good, excited, and and, and even if there is some routine, because there is always some routine, but next time you call me and you talk about a dude, I want to hear la joie de vivre, the joy of life, India. That makes sense. Because we live only once. And if we have to settle for boredom for the next 50 or 60 years, no thank you. Yeah, I don't want that in my life. Who wants that in their life? I'm glad you called me. I'm glad we figured this one out. Good thing you didn't propose. Good thing you don't have a ring. Good thing it's not anything legal. The only question I have for you, the last question, is who's going to get the cat if you separate? (laughs) That's me for sure. All right. Well, then you get the best. Everything else, it's it's not a problem, okay? Okay. All right, India. Good luck to you. Thank you for your call. Thank you, Simon.
Have you ever felt bored stiff in your marriage or your relationship or your partnership and wonder what to do to change this? Let's, let's talk about that next. It's important. Have you ever been in a relationship or married or in a partnership and then you found yourself bored stiff because you know everything's going to happen before it happens? Routine after routine, ritual after ritual, same thing. Every week, every month, every weekends, every year, every holidays, right? You have entered at the beginning a very exciting relationship. You end up married and you're bored stiff. What can you do about it? I mean, that, that, that is something that we have to remember. Because if we don't do something about it, monotony is the worst enemy of monogamy. So, coming up next, I'm going to give you a few things, a few ideas for you to contemplate on what could break the bottom of a relationship. If you ever find yourself bored stiff in your relationship, like my last caller, India said to Simon, I'm, I'm bored, I, just, I can't anymore. Well, so before you decide whether you're going to stay with the person or not, here's the thing. We are responsible to entertain ourselves first and foremost. We can't depend on our partner or anyone to entertain ourselves all the time. So I think the first thing we have to do is do things separately. Activities, meeting friends, doing things. Why? Because we can talk about it then. It's interesting for our partner, right? We've got to have enriched our own experiences to have things to talk about. Otherwise, after we've known each other's story, childhood, friends, and family, we can't just you know, rely on the same story over and over because, of course, after a few years, you know them all. So you've got to reinvent yourself and do things that you bring back fresh stories at home. Sometimes it's separated, of course, and sometimes things together. So any questions about this, call me, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, call in, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Anna. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What can I do for you? How can I help you tonight? I have a question. I've been in a relationship for about five months, and we both have, you know, been taking it really slow, but I'm starting to feel like I am in love with him, and I just also want to be able to tell him, but I don't know if it's too soon. So you haven't, you haven't said I love you yet, right? No, we both haven't said it, but I feel like we do love each other, but we're both, you know, we've both had bad relationships in the past and jumped in too soon to things. So we both made an effort to take things really slow and we've talked about that, but oh. I also feel like I can't not say it. Okay. Let me ask you a few questions before we decide what to do. Uh, a, are you exclusive? Yes. That's a great sign. Two, do you guys talk about some kind of future, even six months from now, even the, I mean, just vacations or trips, or is there any form of you guys discussing future plans? Yeah, we do. We, we talk about like vacations or things in the future, but nothing serious like kids or marriage or anything like that. I understand. In your heart, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love this guy? I feel like I'm at like a nine. That's pretty good. Uh, do you think about him all day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, listen, here's the thing. You've got you to gotta, uh, say it because uh, really it doesn't matter who says it first. I've 
had opportunities in my life to say it first, and some in other instances, the woman said it first, and then you say I love you too. So don't be shy. You didn't feel what if what has anyone ever told you that they loved you and you didn't feel it at the moment? It's actually the contrary that happened. I said I love you to a girl, and she said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I just don't feel like that yet." Did you keep dating? <laughs> uh, we kept dating, and then she broke up with me a couple of weeks later. Okay, see, that's what I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, that's but it's I'm okay. But but why waste your time? So so basically, Anna, let's say you say I love you, and he says, "Oh, I don't feel like that yet." Even if he breaks up with you or you break up with him, Anna, you don't want to stay with a guy who's not going to love you, do you? No. I mean, so you feel it, you say it. You just, you need to know. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say it, you know. I I like that. Listen, 2020, go big (laughs) or go home, okay? Exactly, yes, I agree. All right, Anna. So so you go for it and keep me posted. I will, thank you. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much for your call. (laughs) You know, when I think about saying I love you first, I have a, Great story that happened years ago that I want to share with you. It's it's just, I think you're going to like it. So stay with me. It's all about who says, I love you first. So I don't know if that ever happened to you, but it happened to me like that. Um, I was dating, that's about, I don't know, 10 years ago, something like this. Somebody younger than me. So, you know, we're dating for about, I would say, three months, maybe four and we really liked each other, get to know each other, traveling together, wonderful times. And uh, I felt the love growing. She felt it. And we were in Florida. And, uh, you know, I hesitated, you know, is it the right time, not the right time, <laughs> stuff like that. And um, the weekend continues. You know, I think about it, say it, don't say it. You know, I almost said it. I didn't. And then she did something extraordinary. We were... By the ocean, right in Florida, we're walking and walking. You want to know what happened? Stay with me, because that is coming up next. True story. I'm on the beach uh, with my girlfriend. That's about 10 years ago. And we start to feel, you know, the love growing up and all this. It just, it's, and maybe I was a little shy, but we walked, you know, and I didn't know when to say it. And then as we're walking and walking, we get into the water a little bit, and uh, she looked at me, and, and she hold my, my my two hands down. She said, you know, Simon, I love you. And I just felt so overwhelmed. That I said, I love you too. And I said to her, I said, but I was going to say that first. And then she said, Simon, women can say, I love you first. You know, things have changed. Why not? She really enlightened me with this. So whether you're a man or a woman, the lesson of the story is, you feel like saying it right now, say it. It's never a wrong time to say I love you to somebody. Once you know the person a little bit, though. That's my story, and I'm still grateful to her for that. You call that next on The Rendezvous. 855-905-8255. A question for me? Call The Rendezvous. Gianna, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Gianna. How can I help you tonight? So, my boyfriend and I are moving in together, and it's very mm-hmm. exciting, mm-hmm. except that he wants a television in the bedroom, and I really, really don't. Okay, why? What what, first of all, tell me, so let's say I'm your boyfriend, what is the explanation of why you care if there is or if there is not a TV in the bedroom? Well, he really likes to watch Sports Center and fall asleep to things, and I read an article where 
if you have a television in the bedroom, there's not as much intimacy and connection. So, and that's a good point. That's a fair point, Jenna. The other point I would make if I was your boyfriend is, you know, maybe maybe I've been watching television and I, I need that to fall asleep a little bit. Maybe it's the beginning. So maybe we compromise, like, let's just try it with the TV for a couple of months and um, and see how it goes. Uh, I'm not saying forever. Let's just give 60 days of TV, right? The reason I say that okay. is because some people, Jenna, have anxiety at night before they fall asleep. Um, and so... Would you be comfortable with the compromise of let's give it just you know a try for sixty days, and maybe you guys will have such a good time or things you know for him will move on from TV to you um, that you'll be okay with that. I think I can do that. Sixty days. Yeah, sixty days. And I tell you what, you know, some nights you'll be happy to watch a Netflix also together. Uh, there is many things we can do together with the TV that includes both of us. So I would do the compromise of. If the TV is in the bedroom, the programming is up to both of us. We don't. It's not just you, just me. It's something we both like to watch, and that's right. So yeah. So because like it's we do something together because we, you know, I'm sure you like Netflix. I do too. Everybody does, and or other things, right? So it. I think the TV can be a great tool for couples. I don't think it's against everything. If we do things together and watch things together, then it becomes excited to be in bed together watching a good movie or a good series. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Deal. Then we have a deal. Let's try it for sixty days and 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 we watch things together and, and go from there. Okay. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Thank you for your call and uh, good luck moving in with your boyfriend. Merci. Merci à toi. Bonsoir. Gotta ask you this. Do you have a TV in your bedroom if you're in a relationship or if you're married? Let's talk about that next. I want to talk more about this. I got a question for you. If you're in a relationship and you live together and you're in the same, you sleep in the same bedroom, would you rather have a TV to watch at night together? Or you want no TV in your bedroom. There is different reasons for why I believe TV is just a wonderful tool to have in your bedroom. The first one is, after a long day of work, both of you come home. um, You've had dinner. You have to do this. Maybe you put the kids to sleep. It's a long day, right? You may not feel like talking. You may not feel like ooh-la-la and romance. But how nice is it that you've picked a series to look at it together or a movie or even a a sport or something, and you know from the day before, the morning before, that you're going to do something together that is relaxing, asking no effort whatsoever. And so I'm in favor, 100%, having the TV in the bedroom. There's also two other reasons why I think every couple has an advantage to have a TV in their bedroom. Next. Question for you. Are you in favor or against having a TV in your bedroom if you're in a relationship? I have two other reasons besides, you know, doing romantic watching movies together at night. Is that, have you ever noticed that sometimes you have a fight and uh, you don't know how to cut off the fight? You don't know how to stop the fight? You know what's a great way to stop the fight? Put the TV on. And after a while, it will make you a little sleepy, it will relax you, and it stops the aggression, the aggressiveness. You just, you can just take time and it relaxes it. So just don't watch maybe politics or stuff like that, but something soothing, something, a documentary, a movie, whatever you like. And the third reason is, 
because you can always shut down the TV, right? So when people say, oh, Simon, I don't want a TV in my bedroom because it's not going to be romantic. Hey, guess what? Just shut it off whenever you want to do something else. If you get my drift, the TV is not going to impose on you. So those are all reasons why I think a TV set is something wonderful to have and to use at the right time with your partner. That's my humble opinion. But go vote to rendezvousshow.com, TV in the bedroom, yes or no. And you call that next on The Rendezvous. Do you feel like sharing a romantic page of your life with me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Rick. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Rick. So you want to share a romantic experience you've had in your life, right? Absolutely. I'm all ears. Okay, so about two years ago, I went out with uh, my girlfriend. It was our second date. And I took her out to a really nice restaurant, one of the best in town. Uh, it mm-hmm. was Christmas, and they had a festival of lights going on. So we went to this great hotel and had this dinner. And then after, uh, we walked through the festival of lights. But I could kind of tell she wasn't that into it, so I wasn't really sure what was going on. So basically, once it was over, she said, hey, let's drive back to my car. We drove back to her car, which was in the parking lot at her work. That's where I picked her up for the day. And we got inside the car, and she drove me to this hiking trail. Mm. This hiking trail had kind of a steep rock cliff, but it was nothing that was like unmanageable to climb. So we get out of the car, and she's just guiding me, and I have no idea where we're going. We get to this rock cliff and we start climbing up it together and it's like 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and um, we get to the very top and you can see the entire city. I mean, you can see all the lights, just thousands of them. And so basically we ended up just sitting up there under this tree and we talked for like four hours and we ended up, you know, having a kiss and, you know, Ooh. all those typical types of things. But the best part was just I learned about her, like how genuine she was, what really interested her was it wasn't the fancy dinner. It wasn't how much money, you know, that I could spend on her, where I could take her. She cared much more deeply about these more sentimental things. So it was great. Wonderful. Listen, I I love that. And I could tell the way you told me the story that you felt something special. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for her to just take the lead like that and show me what she was interested in, it just meant a lot to me. I, I totally understand. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Rick. It was, it was wonderful. I'm glad you did. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Changing gears, but I wanted to ask you this question. That's question if you're about to get divorced or if you've been divorced. That's a key question. So if you are divorced, did you find love again? So let's talk about that next. Now, that's a question for those of you who are divorced or thinking about getting divorced. And here's the question. I wanted to know, if you are divorced, did you find love again? Yes or no? And actually, I posted that very question on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. And here at the result of the poll, and you votes isn't very interesting. 50% of you said, yes, I have found love again. But 50%, of course, said, no, I have not. And so it's interesting because, right, the rates of people getting divorced is still 50%, and the rate of people divorced finding love again is 50%. So basically, if you married once and you get divorced, your chance of finding love again is, is 
50%. Anyway, I don't wish for you to get divorced, but if you ever do, you know there's hope again. Thank you so much for listening to me tonight. Really, a minute. Thank you very much for spending the evening with me. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.